Who here considers themselves a leader? A leader. I knew that to maintain my integrity as a leader. Characteristics of leaders. I had to take responsibility. Who are thriving and what they do differently. Welcome to the Everyday School Leadership Supported Podcast Series. My name is Fran Palukai, and in this series, I speak with school leaders from across Europe about a variety of topics based on research cards developed by Loes van Wessem, Rineke Pruis, and others. These research cards function as practical tools that you can use to tackle everyday challenges within your organization. Welcome, everyone, to this ESHA podcast episode, in which we are going to be talking about stimulating the development of teachers. Teachers are the individuals who have the biggest impact on the educational development of our children. But for a teacher to help our children develop, they also have to keep developing themselves. And if we want to inspire our children to learn for a lifetime, we have to set this example by also doing that ourselves. I am joined today by Michelle Brown, who is a school leader at the elementary school, the Driemaster, and by Luz van Wessen, who is an associate professor at the University of Applied Sciences of Windesheim, and author of multiple of the Head Start cards that this series is based around. So the first question that I would like to start off with for you, Luz. In one of the Head Start cards, you wrote that it's important to carefully examine the teacher's learnings, needs, and offer them also the opportunity to learn about themselves. I was wondering, how do you go about examining the needs of the teacher? Well, you can use several ways. The first is that you have a good conversation with them because most of the time they can mention themselves what they need to become even better teachers. That's one day way of doing it. You can also have a dialogue between teachers in which they discuss that topic because they can learn a lot from each other and they also can recognize the needs of somebody else as they are, so they can learn from each other. And another way is in looking into, into the classrooms. See what they are doing and see what you think they are need to be developing more in order to enhance the learning of the children. And is that something you just do organically, walking into a classroom and, and just see whatever pops up? Or do you have some method of trying to figure out like what's, what the actual needs are? That can depend. It depends on the needs of the school leader. Not every school leader is the same, so it depends on what they like to do. It's also dependable about the culture of the school. In some schools, it's not accustomed yet to walk into classrooms. And you have to mention it ahead because otherwise teachers will will be shocked that the school leader will be entering their classroom. In lots of schools, of, of, happily, it's normal that the school leaders visit the classroom and you can pop in every time you want. And I think that's the ideal situation. Because if you want to talk about learning needs, it's, it should be a safe environment. And if teachers feel that you're, that you're entering their classroom when they're not feeling safe and enough to, and to let you enter, there's a problem. And they will change, perhaps they will also change their behavior because you know that you're looking. And if they're feeling safe, psychologically safe, so they know that you have the best interests in them, then they also have the opportunity to talk afterwards that you visited the classroom, how it went. And then you can ask different questions as a school leader. Well, what went well? What went wrong? What would you like to develop? What happened exactly within the interaction between the students and you? So you have an open dialogue about it. And then you can ask them questions and combine it with what you have seen in the, in the classroom. And you can also confront them with some issue that you have might seen. But it's only possible if you have a good relationship 
with the teachers. So safety first. So it's not a technical question. It's not a technical way of looking into the classroom. We used to do that in the Netherlands for quite a large time because we used different observation tools and school leaders would sit in, in back of the classroom and mentioning all the things they were seeing. That's not working. Yeah. So it's better just to visit the classroom. You know what you're looking for, but you don't need the observation tool. But it's necessary for school leaders that they know what they are looking for. So it's important to view the observation tool if you're not experienced enough ahead. But don't use the observation tool in the classroom because it will be very terrifying for teachers because they got the idea that they will be yes, graded. And feeling judged. And they will be... They're feeling judged. Yeah, exactly. well, and yeah. I think it's not only about them having the feeling that you're not judging what they're doing, but for teachers to know that you're not only visiting their classes to see how they're working, but also to see how the, the group as a total is functioning or how individual children are functioning within this group because this influences the decisions they make. So I think it's, it's for them knowing that it's both, because if I know that there are some children with strong special needs, that makes me look different regarding what the teacher is doing than when they're in a classroom with, with average children. Yes, I would like to add on it, because I think you mentioned something very important. It's not about judging, it's also about asking questions and asking teachers, why did you do what you do? Not to, to have them explain themselves, but to reflect on their own behavior and thinking, well, why was it, was it the right decision I made? Because you have to make a decision in a split second in the classroom. And you have to make split seconds decisions every minute. So it's a very a complex job. You have to be on your guard the whole time. And taking time to reflect is very difficult for teachers. And as a school leader, you can help them to reflect by asking those kind of reflective questions, especially if you just visited the classroom because you have the same experience. You've both been in the classroom or you're looking at it from a different perspective. Thank you. And Michelle, you are currently running a school. How does that look in practice? Because this all sounds nice, obviously, but how does that look in practice in your school? Well, if I look at my school, I do visit classes regularly. Most of the times it will be for a short period because I would like to see them all. So I would be in classes for around about five or 10 minutes. But if my schedule allows me, I also like to be in classes a bit longer, but, but then I will be there to, well, not I'm not co-teaching, but I do help during the moments that I'm in the classroom a bit longer. So the teacher can do whatever he or she's doing and I will try to to help her in what she's doing or help him in what he's doing so that's something I, I definitely do we are talking about what what I'm seeing in the classrooms but what I also try and what we're what's working better every year is that I'm not the only one visiting the teachers I've got my teachers visiting each other and then I make sure that they're able to visit all their colleagues regarding their specialism and then they will have the conversation regarding what they've seen questions they've got and they can help each other and that's something we're doing with the complete team as well for a couple of times a year where we're talking about a specific subject and then everybody is going to explain okay this is what I've been doing the last couple of weeks or months this is what I what the children show this is what I my plan for the coming period will be this and this and this and I don't know how I can handle a specific question. So, and then everybody is giving advices regarding the question the teacher has got. So we're talking about it on different levels. 
Yeah, that's that's nice. So you don't just stimulate yeah. the learning yourself, but you also have a sort of co co learning environment. Yeah. yeah, because I think that that works best because if I think it's really important that teachers know that everybody has got a specific subject or a specific part in the school where they're in their strength, where they're at their best. And if we know that everybody has got something like this, we feel more free to talk about it and to, well, to say that you're insecure about something or that you don't know how to handle a certain situation or how to give a certain class. So I think that's one of the strengths in my team, that everybody knows that they're good at something or that they're, they are called a specialism at something and that somebody else has got a different specialism, but that they can talk about it and that it's... There's no judgment in this at all. So I think that's quite important to create a culture where everybody is learning. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Luz, earlier you said that teachers, it would be nice if they have some time to reflect also on some questions, reflect on their own behavior. How much time would you say a teacher needs on a weekly basis for reflection? That's a hard question because I don't can I can't put a number on it. I think it's more of an inquisitive habit of mind that is very important. If you're willing to look at your own behavior, but not only on your behavior, but also on the assumptions you are making, your ideas about what what education should be like, are they aligned with your belief systems? Is your are your beliefs aligned with what you're doing in the classroom? Those kinds of questions are even reflecting not only on what you're doing but also who you are as a teacher and how do you want to work with your children and that takes time but it mostly takes reflecting time willing to reflect on your own on your own learning processes but you can enhance it as a school leader to provide time for example as Michelle is doing when teachers visit each other's classroom they can learn tremendously from one another not only but looking but also giving feedback and talking about the things you have have been seen so that's a very important thing but you have to organize it because when I want to visit another classroom I have to leave my classroom behind. So you have to organize it. But it's also important to reflect on the vision of your school once in a while. And uh, you can take time for that in, in, when you have a meeting. Don't have meeting about the practical issues. You can do that another time, especially have meetings about the learning processes. So you have got, you've, there is already a lot of time in the schools available, which you can use for teachers to reflect on their own learning processes and on their teaching processes. Well, and don't, ha don't have too many meetings because the more meetings you will have after school, school time, the less time teachers will have to reflect about the day and the things they would like to do the next time. So I think there's a, there's a really important job for a school leader to make sure that you don't have too many meetings and that the meetings you do have are about what children are supposed to learn or what you as a teacher are supposed to learn to give better classes to the children. I, I totally agree, and I think it's also important. You mentioned one something very important that teachers take the time to reflect when they have been a day in school, and you can also enhance that by asking them questions or say, "Well, take some reflection time." Or when you're on on your bike on your way back home, are you thinking about the groceries you have to get, or are you thinking about what was happened in your classroom that that day? So you, it's, it's the little things that might help teachers to reflect. Yes. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, my follow-up question was going to be how to provide an environment like that, because I know that schools have a shortage on teachers. A lot of teachers tend to be stressed out and, and maybe not have that mental space. 
Michelle, you already mentioned, right, we can have less meetings, carve out more time and energy to reflect. But that mindset part, Luz, how would you trigger that in a teacher? How would you help them make that shift to not think about the groceries, but think about their class? Well, the last example is perhaps not the best example. Uh, well, I, 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 don't have a, I don't have the golden bullet for it because I think people differ a lot. But I think one of the things is very important that you make it clear that when you're in my school, you're here to get the best out of the students. And that also means that you have to get the best out of yourself. If you're not willing to do so, you're not welcome in my school. And that sounds tough, but it's very important, especially with the shortages of teachers. It's very tricky to get teachers into your school who don't fit into your school. You have the problem solved because you have a teacher in front of the classroom, but you make yourself a bigger problem because you get teachers into your school who you don't want to have in your school. So you can, in advance, look for teachers who already have those kind of mindsets. And further, I think you have to be a very good example. If your school leader who is in school late and enters school early isn't a role model about learning and reflecting her or himself, you've got a big problem. So you have to live it by yourself, talk the talk, walk the talk. And you also have to, lot of, to, do, to ask a lot of questions in order to teach us to reflect on their own uh, behavior, their own mindset, things like that. So there's not one golden bullet or one way to do it. I think you have to search for things. Well, how can I help this teacher to become more reflective? One of the things that also is very helpful to use the data of the students and ask the teachers, how come this, this student doesn't achieve? What's happening? And one of the things that is very helpful if asked teachers, well, I want you to do the next thing. For the next two couple of weeks, you have to work with one student which you think the student isn't able to learn because all students can learn. But sometimes teachers think, well, I can't help this student anymore. I want you to look at this student and use interventions you normally would use to students who think you can learn. And you will do this for two weeks. And you will tell the student in advance that you are going to do so. I, I can almost assure you that in two weeks time, this teacher feels a little bit ashamed that he hasn't done that before because he can learn that he, also this student can learn, but it's my role to help him learn. If you can do that, it's a huge effect on changing the mindset of the teacher into, well, I am supposed to be here for every student. And that means that I also have to reflect on what I can do to help my student. So it's also about, well, getting them in the, in the right spot and asking them to get out of their comfort zone. So, and doing things they're not used to do, but feeling accompanied, feeling supported by the school teacher, by the school leader. So on that point, Michelle, how do you ensure your own development as a school leader? Yeah, I'm I'm studying at the moment. So I think that that you have to give the example that you expect from your teachers or from your whole team. So that's something that I find really important on all levels. I mean, I would like them to work with the children in a certain way and to help them in a certain way and to talk with parents in a certain way. But if I want them to do this, I have to do this myself. So the way I would like them to do it is the way I'm doing it myself regarding the children, regarding parents, but regarding my team as well. And this is for the learning aspect as well. I mean, if we've got a meeting about a specific subject where we really are going to dive into this subject to get better, I will be there. I'm not the school leader who, we, who will say, okay, you've got the meeting and I will be in my office doing something else. I will be there. And they know that 
as soon as I'm not there, it's because it really wasn't possible to be with them. So that's something I find really important. And I really try to see the best in everybody and I try to stimulate them. So I've got quite a lot of teachers following a study or planning to follow a study somewhere in the next couple of years, but I'm studying as well. So I've started an MBA this year, showing them that I'm still learning and I'm also sharing about this. So if I have to do something for my study, I will tell them, okay, this is something I have to do. And this is something I'm working on. So, so that's the way I try to give the, the example. I think that's best for them. Awesome. Thank you. So before we start rounding up, do you have some closing remarks, some piece of advice you maybe want to give to the listener? Um, well, as, as a school leader, I think I would like to advise them that the most important thing is that they became a teacher because they want to mean something for the children. And if that's something they really would like to do, you're the one who's able to give them the time to do this. So, so that's something I really would like to advise, that make sure that your teachers are able to do what they wanted to do when they became a teacher. And make sure that they are not working on, that they haven't got meetings all the time, that they haven't got things which aren't really important for the learning of the children, but make sure that they've got time to prepare their lessons, to reflect on their day, that they're able to visit each other so that they can do what they really would like to do. I don't have much to add because I think you mentioned it Perfectly. I think the most important thing is that you can enhance the learning of the student, the teachers by helping them to reflect on the learning processes of the students, because they can learn a lot from them students and of their, of their students. And it's very important, as Michelle has mentioned, that they should be working value driven. If they know what they're in for, they're willing to do the best for the students. But they must have the opportunity to do so. And in the Netherlands, for example, teachers have to work a lot of their days with the students. And they don't have a lot of time preparing their lessons. And I think that's a burden. And if we are willing to change that and we give the teachers more time to work together, to collaborate together, to design their own learning processes for the students instead of using the, met the methodology in the books, they can even make a bigger change. They're professionals. And please treat them as professionals. Thank you. I think that's a perfect remark to close on. Thank you both so much for the time. Where can people find you if they want to contact you? Do you have an email, LinkedIn, website, anything? I've got a LinkedIn, so they can find me on LinkedIn. For me, it's the same. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for having yeah. us, friend. Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure. You can visit esha.org slash headstart for more information on the research cards and the guests of this episode. This podcast was an Esha production. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.